It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host and... Well, as I say, this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church. And, um, well, that's been my theme from the very, very beginning with 1,055 shows today. And today, I have something on my mind that I'm going to talk to you about as we go through the broadcast. Today, we're going to play a little gospel music for you. And I do hope that you are going to stay with me. I know some of you are on your way to church. Bless you for that. And I hope that you have a great worship experience today as you go to the house of God. Now, perhaps you hadn't thought about going to church today, but you just tuned into the broadcast. And, uh, well, let me encourage you to do so. And if you don't have a church home, then I've got the solution for that, too. I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're located at 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. And visitors are just something that we enjoy immensely. You'll feel right at home if you come and visit with us at Freedom Road. And, um, well, I just encourage you to do so. FRCM.us, that's where you'd find us on the web. You can check us out there. If the uh, Crescent Park Plaza is not something you're familiar with, basically it is on Capitol Circle between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So if you're heading toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side of the road. You'll see our sign out there on Sunday morning. And like I say, We'd love to have you come and worship with us. Also, make sure that you, uh, if well, let's put it this way. If you enjoy the broadcast today and you want to share it with somebody else, then you can go to the podcast, and it'll be there, show number 1,055. You can uh, uh, just download if you want to or just listen to it or share it with a friend. We encourage you to do so because, well, it's the Word of God, and we always want to share God's Word whenever we can. And, uh, well, here's the thing. I believe that we're in a day and age when the gospel desperately needs to come forth and allow the gospel to be very much a part of our everyday living, our everyday society, because many people or a place in their life where they're just kind of like in a dark hole and they don't know where to turn. They seem to be in a situation where they're just uh, they're just walking around, not even understanding what life is all about. And here we have the keys to the kingdom through the word of God and the opportunity to share God's message on the radio and on podcast we need to take that opportunity. So I'm just encouraging you to make sure that you share these type of programs with your friends. Also, you can find uh, 
the daily broadcast. That's a, a program that I do here on 94.1, Monday through Friday. It's called the Gospel on the Radio Broadcast, and uh, it's a daily teaching of the Word of God. And that comes on at 11 o'clock from 11 to 11.05. And I believe it'll be a blessing to you. So those are opportunities. And of course, the Saturday night gospel sing. Saturday night, seven o'clock, a full hour of the best music in the land. Southern gospel style. And uh, well, I play about 12, 13 songs on that broadcast. I think you'll enjoy it. If you're one like me and you like a little banjo and a little mandolin and a fiddle and steel guitar and all of those are good instruments, plus a lot of great singing, then uh, you'll want to join me on Saturday night, 7 o'clock, here on 94.1 on your radio dial. Now, if uh, you've tuned in before and you've kind of gotten to know me a little bit, you know that one of the passions of my heart is uh, young people and been involved in youth ministry uh, almost the entirety of the ministry that God has called me to. I've been a pastor for well 45 years or more and uh, but all that time I've been involved in youth, uh, youth camps, youth conferences, uh, working with young people. And one of the things that uh, we always want to make sure that we identify as an objective when we go to youth camp and other events is the call of God. Because a lot of times the Holy Spirit is dealing with a young person and they're trying to figure it out. They're, they're trying to, to sort it out. And sometimes they're, they're not sure and, and sometimes it causes a young person to be a little shy about even wanting to talk about it because it's just, sometimes it's just kind of overwhelming. And so we always encourage the young people to allow God to speak to them, to minister to them, and so that as adults who are working with young people, that we can identify that. We, we want to know if, if, if God is working in a young person's life, that we want to help them to develop the call of God as God would begin to speak to them and show them what the will of God is. One of the things that we are experiencing in the, the body of Christ, in the, in the Christian faith, is a lack of young people who are responding to the call of God. And if you ask anybody that's involved in, in uh, uh, Christian education as far as Bible colleges and these things, it's a hard time. And uh, young people are, well, even, even a lot of times young people who are in the Bible colleges are not even fully sure of their calling, and some of them will, will go through a four-year program at a Bible college, and when they get out, they won't go into the ministry. They'll be doing something else. You say, well, Pastor King, how do you know that? And I said, well, because I sit on the board of a Bible college for about 15, 20 years, and so I, I know what I'm talking about, that it's a difficult thing sometimes to uh, bring a young person to that place to where they're willing to surrender to the call of God knowing, now listen to what I'm about to tell you, knowing 
that there are sacrifices that they're going to have to make in order to serve. And I'm talking about, uh, <laughs> let's just be blunt about it, but, uh, finances. <laughs> now, I know that there, there have been some people who've made a lot of money in ministry, but most of the people I know, that's not the case at all. And they serve because God has called them. You think about some of our missionaries who go to the foreign soil to carry the gospel, and uh, they have to raise the finances to be able to go. And sometimes it's a struggle. And I, I know a lot of missionaries. I know this for a fact. So these are all things that we are dealing with in the Christian faith because we have to have pastors to pastor our churches we need missionaries to carry the gospel to the uh, wherever God calls them to carry the gospel. And so the call of God is very, very important. I know a lot of people, and I, I do meet a lot of people, who have responded to the call of God later in life. I know of people who uh, go and do things on the foreign soil as a as a uh, work of being a missionary who totally financed the whole thing themselves because they've been successful in business and and God has blessed them and now they they they're setting all that aside and they're going to serve sometimes uh, they they respond to that call maybe at forty sometimes fifty I've known of, of a couple that was in their sixties when they uh, heard the call of God and they left everything and they went to a foreign country to serve and to minister. And so I, I'm, I see what God is doing in that realm, but it's very, very important that a person be able to identify the, the call of God in their life so that when God speaks, then they have the ability to hear and to Respond. The call of God is essential. And the thing about it is that if a person has been called of God and that call is there, but they, they don't respond to it, then there'll be that restlessness probably the entirety of their life, knowing that there was something that God had called them to do, but they did not respond to that call. Then this grieves the Holy Spirit. And uh, the thing is, any time that the Holy Spirit is grieved in such a way, it's going to impact the life of the person who, who pushed God away and says, no, 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 I'm not going to serve. Or maybe, maybe it wasn't just to say, no, I won't. But for some reason or another, they were talked out of <laughs> the call of God. Maybe by a, a relative or a friend or, or somebody who just who just talked them out of it, and then they they have to deal with this this restlessness in their soul for a lifetime. So I think that to to have an understanding of the call of God is a very very important thing. Is something that has to be approached uh, prayerfully, and also to realize that. You don't want to be out of the will of God in the aspect that, that maybe it isn't a real call of God. <laughs> See, that's, that's something that we have to be able to determine. And one of the things in my life has always been, God, I don't want to do anything 
that you haven't called me to do. I want to know the call of God. God, is this you or is this me? And some, something that's just got into my mind and I determined that's what it should be, but it really wasn't. And uh, to have a confirmation of the call of God is a, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. So we'll talk about some of these things as we go through the broadcast today, but I want to just start us off with a, a beautiful song, Gentle Shepherd. Lord, just lead us. And uh, I love the part of there where it says, there's love like I have never known. And also, there's a fulfillment that comes from being obedient to the call of God and a willingness to serve him regardless. I mentioned earlier about sacrifice, and, and I mentioned finances. It's more than just finances. Uh, it's an inconvenience. When a person who uh, is called of God and ends up living in India instead of in America, that's somewhat of an inconvenience. But yet, there's a fulfillment there when a person has that uh, voice that they hear and they respond to it. One of my roommates from, from Bible college has served in India for uh, 30, 35 years. And, and when I knew him in, in, in the early days of Bible college, he had no thought about that. But he talks about it. I, I interviewed him here on the show here. Oh, it's been a while back. And he talks about that whole process of how God began to show him where he was to serve. And uh, it was quite a revelation to him. But yet, he remembered that even as a, a child, God had given him a glimpse of this. But as the Holy Spirit began to develop it and begin, begin to give him the full picture of what it was that God had for him to do, it really is a beautiful story. I've re-aired that show many times here on the, the show because it's such a powerful testimony of a, of a young man who had no faith at all and became a Christian, responded to the call of God, and ended up serving all these years in, in, in India. And you, you take that whole concept and you think about the call of God. You think about Moses there at the burning bush. And uh, he, he thought, here I'm just interjecting this, but after his uh, failures at Egypt, and his fleeing to the to the wilderness, to the backside of the desert. I'm thinking he just figured he'd just live out his life that way. And then here comes this uh, uh, incredible call of God there at the burning bush, and his response to it. And of course, you know, his initial resistance, but yet he knew it was the voice of God, and he followed that. And you follow that through. You think about about Samuel, and and that beautiful story of how he had God speak to him there, and laying on his little bed, he heard the voice of God, and he went to the priest Eli, and Eli said, "No, no, it, it wasn't me." And he sent him back, and then after two or three times, Eli re re realized that this was God speaking to this young man. And it's just such a, a wonderful thing when you read these stories about how God has reached down and called a person. And it's just incredible to think about. You think about Paul on the Damascus Road and uh, how that 
he was involved in, in doing despicable things to Christians. And then he heard the voice of God. And he knew it. See, he knew that the Holy Spirit was chasing him because he said, who art thou, Lord? You see, when you think about the call of God and how precious it is, and I, and I think about my own life when, when I was a teenager, I mean, I, I knew God was, was calling me into the ministry. As a matter of fact, I, I know my whole life. I, I can't think of a time in, in my young life when I did not know that, that God was calling me. But to find affirmation to that, to confirm that. Now, my pastor, uh, the little church I grew up in, he, he saw it and he talked to me about it. And he, he allowed me to, to hear his words that helped me to develop the reality that God had put a call on my life. But I was uh, very sensitive to wanting to know that this is God, not just me, this is God. And I remember my pastor from uh, Pensacola at the Pensacola Open Bible Church when I was in the Navy and then later when I was going to Bible college and still attending the church. And uh, his name was uh, Gene Atkins, my beloved pastor. And he said this, he said, the call of God, sometimes it's difficult to know for sure but to this, he said, if you respond to the call of God and, and you, you have this sense in your heart and your soul that God is calling you, he said, step out of that. God will affirm it through the fruits of it. And I've thought about that many, many times uh, over the years about the fruits of ministry. But also consider this. All of the different things that we a lot of times take for granted that are available to us in, in Christian ministry and to the church all began with somebody who heard the voice of God and was obedient to it. And all of those of you who have children who uh, have attended the North Florida Christian schools over there on Meridian Road, I interviewed uh, Brother Layman, uh, Raymond Blair uh, several years ago. Actually, he was probably the second or third interview that I did when we started the talk show here almost uh, 20 years ago. And he shared the story about how that God brought him to Tallahassee. They had no backing. They had nobody who said, well, we'll support you while you go over there and start this church. He didn't have any of that. Had six children. And he came over here from Texas, and he would spend his days just, just walking the streets, knocking on doors, going and visiting business people. And, and uh, his wife, he said she would take in ironing and, and washing, and the next-door neighbor loved the fish, and he'd bring him a lot of fish to eat. And God sustained them because this man had a dream. And, and now everybody who brings children to that school and your children have gone through that school, there are probably a lot of people who don't even know the name of Raymond Blair who, who started that great ministry because well, the thing about it is that he responded to the call of God and as a result of that was faithful and 
many, many people have been blessed as a result of it. Churches, you drive down the road and you, and you see a church there. And you say, well, somebody heard the voice of God and responded to it and started that church and probably struggled in the early days of that church. But they were faithful to the call of God and God has blessed it and people are blessed. That's why it's so important that we allow ourselves to be in tune to what God is saying and what God is doing and sensitive. Karen Peck is uh, giving us some wisdom there. Holy Spirit, speak to me. That is, to me, the most important thing, that I'm hearing the voice of the Lord through the work of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And he is leading me and guiding me. Uh, one of the things that I just had a, uh, a brother in the Lord share this with me just, just recently, about how important it is that we understand that whatever it is that God is laying on your heart or my heart, it's going to be different and unique. It's not going to be like somebody else. And for us to think, well, I'm going to pattern my ministry after the ministry of someone else and what they're doing and what God's doing in their life. No, your talents and abilities are unique. They are God-given. And God will bring you to that place where you'll be able to use your talents and what God has given you to do as far as abilities and help you develop that to be able to advance the kingdom of God. And that's one of the beautiful things about people. I remember when I was in Bible college, our brother Bill Stamp, one of our professors, used to tell us, he said, we're all like snowflakes. <laughs> he said, no snowflake is identical to another snowflake. We're all different snowflakes. And of course, we also understand, he'd say this, he said, we all are uh, on the verge of uh, extinction because there's nobody else quite like you. <laughs> and, uh, that's true. And so what God's gonna do in your life and your ministry will be different and unique, and we just need to respond to that. And so don't worry about being, being a copycat. Just follow the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life to develop the ministries that God has given you to be a part of. But here is something that is very important. And uh, God has showed this to me because I'm like anybody else. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a little lost lamb sometimes and I just, I need to hear from the shepherd and I need to allow God to work with me as a, quote, a, a diamond in the rough. But to prepare for service, I, I was called into ministry for sure. I mean, God really began to speak to me very plainly about it at uh, 15, 16 years of age. Been in church all my life. And, uh, God began to affirm this, but still um, I'm wrestling with it. And so as I was about to graduate from high school, I enrolled in a community college in Maysville, Kentucky. And uh, 
I was going to go there with my brother. My brother was already a student there. So we were going to ride back and forth together. And then during that summer, some things happened. And uh, I responded to the call to ministry and and, uh, changed uh, and disenrolled at Maysville and and, uh, went to the Cincinnati Bible Seminary in uh, Cincinnati. And was only there for a year. And then God called me away from that. And and, uh, there was just a lot of circumstances involved in that. And I ended up going into the United States Navy. And during those years of of being in the military, I mean, I continued to be steadfast in my faith, uh, had witness ministries type of things there on the the ship, and, uh, of course, was involved in church as much as I could. But I kind of felt like there was just a time when God just put me on the shelf. And I said, well, it's not your time yet. Well, when I got out of the military, then I enrolled at the Liberty Bible College in Pensacola and graduated. And God began to open up doors of ministry and uh, places to serve. We went and pastored a small church in Bay Manette, Alabama, for just a very short period of time. And then in 1979, God called us to uh, Tallahassee and, uh, to pastor the uh, Open Bible Church here. And that was one of those things to where we we came over here, my wife and I, and we candidated the church because my district superintendent of the Open Bible Churches was very persistent that we do so. And we left, was driving back to Pensacola, and uh, my wife and I, we agreed that we were not interested in pastoring the church here in Tallahassee. We had other plans. And uh, we just didn't feel like that was what we needed to do. And in the process of us moving for our stuff from Bay Manette back to Pensacola, God spoke to me very clearly, very, very clearly. The voice of God spoke to me that we were to come to Tallahassee and, and become the pastors of this little church. And very clearly, I mean, that was no, no question about it. That was the voice of God that spoke to me. And that's one of the reasons why we've been here now for 40, let's see, 42 years, I guess it is, 1979, 2022, you you do the math. (laughs) And uh, we've been here all these years because I've just simply said this, I heard the voice of God to come, I want to hear the voice of God when it's time to go. And when that voice comes, then we'll, we'll go. But I heard the voice of God and a call of God. But you see, one of the reasons why that uh, I feel like that God put me on the shelf for that period of time for about five or six years was because God was preparing me. And then the time that I was in Bible college was very, very important to my, my development. So you figure from the time that I first really began to have the affirmation of the call of God in my life to, to be in the ministry, to be a pastor, or was around 16. I was 27 when we came here to Tallahassee to pastor the church. That's a, that's, a, that's a good little, almost 11 years of God's preparation and God's preparing. Uh, I spoke about the Apostle Paul and his calling of 
when God spoke to him there on the road to Damascus. And even though initially he, he started preaching and, and things, God led him out to the desert, and he spent about 14 years just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And a lot of the scripture that we have was, was given during that period of time when God was preparing him for about a 14-year ministry. So 14 years of sitting at the feet of Jesus, 14-year ministry. Preparation is a very important part of the call of God because a lot of times uh, a person says, oh, God's called me to do something, and they just jump in. Well, God has a time of preparation and, and seasoning that he wants to do in our lives. Sometimes it's a, it's a, a time of sitting under another pastor and, or somebody else in, in the same type of ministries that you feel led to, to pursue and just working with them so God can begin to help you to develop and mature and learn and also how to just hear the voice of God and just be faithful to the work of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You see, I'm a, I'm a great believer in the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit and uh, his guidance in my life. Uh, you may not be aware of this. I haven't spoke about it on this uh, program since uh, I've moved here to uh, Wave 94 but I, I've written a book, and uh, the name of the book is called Dreams and Visions and Stories of Faith. And um, I dedicate the book to the Holy Spirit because in the book it's, uh, well, the intention is to introduce people to the work of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And I share my story. I share the story how God called me to radio. And uh, it's quite a story because, uh, like a lot of things, I wanted to be sure that this was the the voice of God and the will of God for my life. And uh, I didn't just one day to say, "Well, I'm just going to go do radio." It was a process that God took me through to uh, prepare me and to bring to pass some of the things that's happened. And so. I would tell you to call me and I'd get you a copy of the book, but I don't have any left. I think I've got one or two that I don't want to give those away because I wouldn't have any. Um, <clears throat> it was, uh, you could go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble and get it, but I don't know, you know whether you could even do that now. I think the last person I talked to that mentioned it uh, said it was back-ordered, and that means they don't have it. <laughs> so, And I, I, I plan to get some more printed. I just got to do it, and I just have it. But... Um, the Holy Spirit is so important in ministry to hear and sense the voice of the Holy Spirit. And this is one of the chapters that I, I have in the, in the book is to be faithful to the dream. You say, well, Pastor King, what does that mean? Well, it's simply this. If God has called you to be in ministry, then you need to be faithful to that, for, uh, uh, to stay focused, not allow yourself to get caught up in sin and things that would sideline you, but to be faithful to the dream. This is the call of God in your life. You need to be preparing, studying the scripture, 
very active prayer life, um, surrounding yourself with the people who will affirm you, not just somebody that's just going to just pat you on the back and say, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'm talking about somebody who, who will speak truth into your life. And they won't just sugarcoat it, but they'll help you to grow and develop. I mean, I've had people in my life that um, sometimes I thought they were being hard on me. But I said, no, no. You see, would I want them to go away? I said, no, no. I, sometimes I need to be uh, pushed. <laughs> so, and a lot of times the Holy Spirit has to push to cause me to be faithful to the dream. So if God has put a dream in your heart, you need to be faithful to that. I, I talk about in the book about how that uh, uh, God gave me a dream when I was just young about a, a redheaded wife. <laughs> and guess what? I have a redheaded wife. We've been married for, let's see, 43 years, I think. I think that's right. <laughs> I get troubled about this all the time. But the thing is, is that the Lord honored that dream. But I knew as a young man that I had to be faithful to her way before I ever knew her, before I'd ever met her. The Lord showed me that I need to be faithful to her. Well, you have to be faithful to the dream. If God's put a dream in your heart, you need to be faithful to it. And, and allowing God to do the work in your life that has to be done in order to cause you to be effective when God calls you and brings it to pass and puts you in that position. All the things that's been a part of your development is a part of your being faithful to hear and respond to the Holy Spirit as he works and woos and brings you to a place of development and maturity. You see, ministry is important. When, when God calls a person to ministry, you're affecting the lives of a lot of people. You're, you're involved in the, in the front line of, of souls coming to Christ. And a person coming to uh, faith and then walking in that faith. And, and you become an example. People are watching. And they're observing. And if we're not prepared, we can do a lot of damage. So it's very important that we allow the Holy Spirit to be active in our lives. We're listening and hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying and how he is developing us. Is we're being faithful. Faithful to what God has laid on our lives our lives and the dreams. And of course, you know this, that uh, I'm all about the dreams and the visions. Uh, dreams, because I'm a dreamer. And uh, if God has sent somebody to me just to talk or whatever, and they tell me that this is what they feel like God is doing, you won't hear me discouraging you. I'll be your champion. I'll, I'll be your cheerleader. I'll be, I'll be saying, you do what God has called you to do, and don't let anybody talk you out of it. Don't let anybody cause you to, to be sidelined because of the discouraging word. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the one's going to be saying, hey, you go do what God's called you to do, but make sure that you don't step out of the parameters that God has given you. 
Be faithful to the dream. And walk as God would have you to walk. And God will honor it. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's really, in essence, what I've been talking about. The voice that I could not resist. And I know for me, that, that stirring went on for a long time when the Holy Spirit would just come to me and just lay things in my heart. And the thing is, is that we had the responsibility to respond to that and to his leading and be faithful. Um, I talk about a lady by the name of Frankie Johnson who um, has a ministry, she's called Calvary Prison Ministry, and she's been in prisons uh, all over the land and taking teams of people to go in and preach and sing and minister in the prisons. And uh, she got a, a letter, actually, a letter came to the church that she was involved in. She wasn't on staff or anything. She's just a parishioner. But that letter fell in her hands because nobody in the church really knew what to do with it. But she knew that letter was intended for her. And it stirred in her spirit this call to be involved in prison ministry. But it was well over 10 years before she ever went into a prison because God was taking that time to develop her, speak to her, minister to her. And it's so important that we allow the Holy Spirit to be able to do his work and be patient, and he'll, he'll, he will. He'll lay it all out in his time. <laughs> oh, that word, that word, patience, is so important. But the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing, and we have to trust him. But because we get anxious and we get excited sometimes. So we, we, we just want to go. But sometimes it's not time to go. Sometimes it's time to, to just sit at his feet and allow him to minister to us so that we could be as effective as possible when the time comes and God opens the door of our opportunity. And then it's, it's just a, it's just a very important thing that we listen to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to uh, lead. Because God, God has put the heart to serve in you. God did that. He did that. And he will develop that because that is a gift. It's a beautiful gift of God, a call to serve. We need to respond here what the voice of God is saying to you, to me, because the kingdom of God is, uh, well, as Jesus said, the fields are wide in the harvest, and uh, he needs the laborers to serve in the harvest. And so if God is speaking, do like young Samuel said, yes, Lord. Father God, we're thankful today that you have given us opportunities to serve you, Father God. Let us serve you well. Let us be developed. Let us hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and be faithful to what the Spirit of God is saying. Father God, we pray for our churches today. Lord, as we go to our pulpits, as we go to the house of God, Lord, let us have hearts to serve you and to worship you and praise you, O oh Father God. And Lord God, I pray for this radio audience, Lord. Watch over them, protect them, bless them, O oh God. Bless your kingdom, bless this great country. 
And Father, we pray that in all things that you would be glorified. And Father, we do pray for peace around the world, Jerusalem, the nation of Israel. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.